Hello, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of the STEMish Podcast, the show where we explore the stories of incredible people and their journeys through their STEM careers. Through this podcast, we hope to educate and inspire the next generation of STEM professionals. As you all know, my name is Sopalu. I'm currently a senior at the University of Michigan, majoring in biology, health, and society, and I'm originally from Homewood, Illinois. On today's episode, we'll be joined by Robert Turner, who is currently a senior cloud solution architect at Microsoft. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Robert. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. How are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. It's sunny out, a little chilly, but you know, there's worse things that, that could be going on right now. So happy to be here. Yeah. It's actually been really nice in Michigan recently. So hope you get to like get outside a little bit, which I've been able to do, which is good. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. So to start off, um, can you just give us a little bit of background about yourself and your current work? Sure, sure. Um, well, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I moved up here back in 99 um, and, you know, kind of out of school and kind of got into my first uh, IT job, um, which was at a company called DSSI. I was a network administrator. Um, and from there, kind of bounced around to a few different companies, um, kind of fell into consulting about 10-ish years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I got more in, ingrained in the Microsoft network, because uh, I was working for a few of uh, Microsoft's partners. Um, and then uh, a couple years ago, um, got the opportunity to just join Microsoft uh, all up. So um, in a very quick nutshell, that's kind of been my uh, technical journey to where I am right now. Okay, awesome. So Microsoft has always played a pretty decent role, like ever since you joined the IT field. Um, and I think that's something we'll uh, continue to get into more as the podcast um, goes on. I actually wanted to see how early in your education were you exposed to the field of computer science and IT, and what resources helped you most during your academic journey in the field? Sure. So this will sound odd, but it was actually in the third grade. Um, wow. A friend, yeah. <laughs> so a friend of mine that lived on the street that I grew up on, his dad worked uh, in some capacity. I don't even know what title he had then, but he worked uh, at IBM, um, which is pretty big in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was actually a summer computer camp that um, they were trying to basically kind of recruit kids for. And I had an interest in like robots and things kind of techy because I was kind of into like sci-fi and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like a natural progression. And then from there, I just kind of fell in love with computers. Um, they always fascinated me. Um, not that I'm lazy, but it's just, you know, if you can make something, do something for you, I'm all in, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> work, work smarter, not harder. Yep. Um, so that kind of started it. Um, and then I just kind of just my own natural curiosity just kind of kept feeding into it over the years. Um, cause I mean, growing up, I played a lot of sports. Um, I even, uh, played football at, at Georgia. Um, and 
you know, luckily I had a, a, a strong love for tech, which kind of helped after the football thing was over, kind of helped kind of guide my my uh, career a bit. Right. So that's interesting that you say that you played a sport because one of the usual co-hosts we have on the podcast, Rico, he's on the basketball team at the University of Michigan and is also pre-med. So one thing I talk a lot about with him is just kind of balancing playing a sport, but also getting an education because Georgia definitely has a rigorous education. Michigan has a rigorous one too. So how is that experience for you trying to balance computer science and then also your commitments um, athletically? Sure, sure. Um, well, he's probably busy right now because I think they're playing. Right yeah. Now. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was about time management, really. Um, and I, I forgot to mention earlier, um, growing up, both my parents were in the educational field. So my mom was a math teacher. Oh, nice. So that's kind of having a STEM in the house, right? Right, right. Um, but on the other side, uh, my dad was a minister and a uh, English teacher as well. So I kind of had both sides of the brain forming me, you know, in the house. So um, making sure that time management was taken care of. So like if I fell below like a three, five, I was not able to play. So that's, that's kind of how serious they were. Like, you know, for school, it's, you maintain a 2.0 better and you're good. But for them, it was all about, no, you're going to be more than just one thing. Right. Um, so grades were a, a priority, a lot of, um, more than sports. So, and, you know, in high school, I played four sports. So track, basketball, baseball, and football. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was always about time boxing everything to make sure that you had enough time to kind of prioritize and to make sure that you had what you needed to get done done and then when you had time after that to kind of relax and unwind you do that then yeah I'm glad you highlighted that because it is important to start young especially when it does come to STEM so for you obviously being able to go to that camp um, exposed you a lot to computers and then also having family that really supported you educationally it's important because it is such a rigorous sorry a rigorous field and it is hard so I'm glad that you're able to highlight that yeah yeah definitely definitely so in your current position um, as a cloud architect I was doing a little bit of research about that because I had no idea what that was. I'm like, how does someone build a cloud? Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but obviously, as I continue to research, I realize it's more about just the way that information is stored and accessing that. Um, and one thing I realized was that it's also very, it's constantly changing. Um, and for you, has that been easy for you just to like stay on top or at a company like Microsoft, who's always ahead for you personally, have you been able to stay on top or ahead of the current trends um, of the different technologies that have continued to progress over time? Oh yeah, it's easy, it's a breeze. Um, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a challenge, right? Because um, it is an ever-changing field. Like what you knew six or seven months ago is now potentially obsolete. Right. So you like what I tend to do is it's again going back to that time boxing and time management. I block out time every week on my calendar to kind of read up on what's the latest and newest tech. Like what what are we announcing? What are we because I have to be ahead of our customers. If my customers know more than I do, then I'm in trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I have to dedicate time, just like any craft that you work on, you have to dedicate time to make sure that you're keeping your tools sharp. Um, 
So that means some nights you may spend a little extra time in front of a computer, but the the sacrifice will reward you um, down the road. So it's 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 a, a constant evolution. Like so, I, I have to constantly stay on top of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm a competitive person, obviously from the sports background. So I I, I enjoy the the rigor of it. Um, and it helps keep me balanced and helps kind of keep the days uh, fresh and keep them from being kind of boring or mundane. What motivates you to stay in the field and do you feel challenged in your current position? Like what keeps you excited in your position? Yeah, um, you know, it, it definitely is a challenging field. Um, and I embrace the challenge. Um, you know, like as I said, you know, coming from a sports background, I'm competitive. So taking on those different technical challenges, whatever may come up at the customer that they're trying to deal with or overcome, I enjoy taking that on to kind of figure it out or at least help figure it out. If I don't have all the answers, pulling in the right resources, mm-hmm. pulling in the right teammates to kind of help them get to their goal. Um, I find that very rewarding. Um, not going to lie, the job pays well. Uh, That's so always can't, a plus. <laughs> can't, can't, can't front on the bag. Can't front on the right. bag. Um, which, you know, it's not the main motivator, but it definitely helps uh, re- alleviate life stresses yep. a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's definitely rewarding. And again, um, you know, uh, I'm not as introverted as most tech folks. Um, so I enjoy interacting with people. Um, I enjoy building my, my social network, so to speak, um, of different people who, you know, can, can, you know, nurture me with their knowledge and I can help them as well. So I I enjoy that camaraderie. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, 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 uh, something I I very much enjoy. Nice. And going off of that how were you able to build interpersonal skills because I know firsthand talking with a lot of engineers or even being friends with them in computer science most of the time you're going to be spent like behind a computer screen trying to learn the different languages trying to perfect those skills um, be more efficient in your coding so in what ways do you feel were most beneficial for you in building interpersonal skills um I probably have to go back to my youth um, you know, I, I'm an only child, so I didn't have any brothers or sisters. So that makes me probably more likely to be more introverted than most. Um, but I was always trying to get out the house and try to hang out with other kids and play. So therefore I had to kind of build my net neighborhood brothers and sisters network, yeah. so to speak. Um, so I was always at other people's houses, you know, with their families interacting i got into like boy scouts and um as i mentioned my father's a minister so i was like one of the the youth uh leadership of like the youth at the church Mm -hmm. um doing things like royal ambassadors and um, the youth choir and all those type things so i was always kind of pushed out front yeah um so that 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 kind of made me get over that uh fear of like talking to people um, and then I go, um, going back to sports, you know, it's, 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 if you don't communicate, you're not going to have a good team. So, um, that played a, a vital part as well. Um, 
So that I would say those things. Um, and plus, uh, as you kind of get further along, especially in college, like if you're in a class and you just sit to yourself and you try to study by yourself for every course, you're not going to make nope. it. You have to have those group study sessions yeah. where you're sitting around a cold pizza with Red Bull or whatever you need yeah. just to get through the night. Um, so yeah, it's it's all about you know, really survival and just trying to thrive, right? You you have to reach out for to others for help, otherwise, you know, you're just making it harder on yourself. Yeah, as a current college student, I resonate a lot with that because. It's like every semester you're in four different or four new classes. Um, so pretty much each time I'm trying to build new groups, trying to get to know new people. And like you were saying, it's pretty much impossible to pass these classes by yourself. It is a collaborative effort. So I definitely understand where you come from with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. To keep it pushing, engineering is not an easy field. And like we said, computer science especially is very demanding and difficult. So can you talk about what your greatest challenge has been so far and then how that shaped your view of the field? Um, I think the greatest challenge I've had to overcome may not necessarily be a technical or scholastic challenge, mm -hmm. more so how much I put on myself. Um, a lot of times in my past, I tried to be Superman right tried to take on everything and show how much I can do like I you know always trying to prove something yeah. um and I had to learn that you know you can't take on the world and you can't take on the world by yourself um you always need a, a team around you to support you and hold you up um and the other thing I'll say is um I also struggled early on with getting uh, feedback and how to receive mm -hmm. it. I would, um, early on, I would always kind of personalize feedback instead of taking it for what it is and trying to better me. I took it as like a personal attack. Um, so I had to learn to kind of humble my ego in order to receive what was being told to me so that I could grow and adopt a true growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So I would say that was probably the biggest challenge and how I kind of overcame it. And I know from looking at your LinkedIn, a lot of your positions have been a solutions architect or in some way, shape or form, you're working towards solutions, which means in the first place, there was probably a problem. So I feel like probably that experience and that knowledge has played into you understanding how to better communicate with people on your team or any of your clients and stuff, trying to communicate that issues, um, those, the different issues that you see come up and then also working towards solutions on those. Definitely, definitely. I mean, plus being an only child growing up, the TV was kind of my babysitter, yeah. life, life teacher in a lot of ways. So I'm very observant, so I try to, observe people and kind of know how to best navigate mm -hmm. them so i try to use that as like a, a roadmap and how to kind of converse and and to make sure i can get the best out of the team yeah right so yeah, yeah. i'm glad you're able to build those skills from those situations um on the flip side of challenges can you also talk about your um, largest accomplishment yet and how that relates to kind of your overall goal in um, the field of computer science mm, that's a good one um honestly i think my greatest accomplishment because I, I don't think i mentioned this earlier was you know i kind of set out 
when I started in computers to make it to like one of the big three. So Microsoft, IBM, Apple, Google, yeah. one of those. I don't think Google was around when I started. So I'll say Microsoft, Apple, and IBM. Um, and, you know, it was a long journey, but I think actually making it to Microsoft and actually being successful within the walls of Microsoft thus far has probably been my greatest accomplishment. Because um, like I said, it was a goal and, you know, it took a few jobs to kind of get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a few a few lumps along the way to be honest but you know it it all pays off in the end i kind of gambled on myself and you know now the fruits of that are are starting to come that's amazing i'm glad you're able to get there because i mean personally like i was saying i do know a lot of engineers and microsoft definitely is the biggest company apart from google people fight for those positions so hard every year um, so it says a lot to your perseverance and your intellect, everything about you that you're able to like get to that position and be successful there too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I have one final question for you and that's now that you are professional, what are some insights you wish you knew that could have better prepared you for your journey? Hmm. So I'd probably say one, embrace the journey. And when I say embrace the journey, I mean, embrace the low parts, embrace the high parts, take it all in to kind of help form this ever evolving person that Mm -hmm. is you. Um, You know, don't let your personal thoughts or feelings get in the way of your growth. You don't want to stunt your own growth from your right. own ego. Um, I, I would say that. I would also say that just know you're never truly alone. There's always somebody that's willing to help and always somebody who's willing to lend a helping hand or a, a, an ear if you need to vent or somebody that you can reach out to for advice. I, I'll throw my own self out there for anybody listening. If you want to reach out, want to connect via LinkedIn, if you want some advice, feel free. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would just say, you know, whatever your goals are, follow them all the way through. Don't let the setback stop you and define your own narrative. Don't let your path become mm-hmm. your narrative. Thank you so much for that advice. Our listeners will definitely take a lot away from that and I personally think, I I was actually taking notes as you were writing that too. Um, (laughs) But I think that there definitely is a lot to be learned from the advice that you um, just gave us right now. So thank you so much, Robert, for joining us on this podcast. I really enjoyed being able to talk with you. Um, And to our listeners, thank you guys so much for coming back every week and listening to this podcast. We really appreciate your support and we'll see you guys on next next week's episode.